Hey, thanks for listening to Not the Worst Podcast. In today's episode, we talk about Cyberpunk 2077's gameplay reveal, the end of Amazon's Crucible, and the disappearance of Dr. Disrespect. Also, we urge you to not light fireworks off inside your home while you celebrate the 4th of July. Come join us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 16 of Not the Worst Podcast. My name is JD, and I'm joined here by Anthony, and we are going to be talking to you about some gaming stuff. Isn't that right? Yes. Super excited. Also, <laughs> You sound excited. so excited. Sounds I'm tired, super dude. Excited it's been a long that. week. <laughs> it mm. has been a long week. It's been a crazy week. So, uh, let's see. What do we got for the intro? Any little tidbits, any pieces of info people need to know about? No, I got nothing. For once, I have nothing. I have a shirtless <laughs> child walking through my camera, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> okay. Good good, good times. All right. Good thing this is audio mostly in some parts of the world. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I guess we'll just jump right into the first topic. Cyberpunk 2077 is the newest game from CD Projekt Red, the makers of the Witcher series. Uh, they've delayed it a few times because of the COVID-19 epidemic. But on June 25th, they had a gameplay reveal. And so sure did. I watched it. I think Anthony watched it, or at least part of it, or at least he's going to lie and say I he did. I've watched part of it. I have yeah, you're such a liar. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk 2077 and what we saw in the gameplay reveal, which was pretty highly anticipated, I feel like, because people are waiting for this game. Uh, the Witcher 3 was just a massive, rolling, amazing success of a game, and people are kind of have high expectations for the next project, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077 is completely different, though, right? If you've played any of the Witcher games, you know it's a fantasy game. It's it takes an, place. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of swords and uh, magic and and creatures like that, whereas Cyberpunk 2077, obviously from the name, takes place in a dystopian future where it's cyberpunky and neon lights and and uh guns and probably some swords too because it's cyberpunk uh but it's very yeah. it's very dystopian very science fiction and from what i can tell very dark uh it definitely has a lot of darker themes like drugs and uh you know sexual stuff and things like that <laughs> so um but one of the things we saw in the reveal is that there's going to be a lot of driving, which is interesting because that's kind of new for CD Projekt Red. They had horses in The Witcher, but I don't, I don't think that's the same thing as driving, right? Nothing. Like there's, no, none. Yeah, because there's different aspects to driving. Not only no. do you have like uh, the vehicle that you have to drive, you also have different types of cars. So who knows if they're going to have cars that you can hijack a la Grand Theft Auto. Um you know things like that so there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff there i was just say on the driving the cars don't even look that ridiculous either they actually look pretty cool they're not like uh so out there that they just don't fit they actually look like they fit in the world yeah i'm, I'm watching the gameplay right now as you talk so <laughs> good job buddy way to prepare for the podcast uh-huh. mm, got it you nailed mm-hmm. it you're watching it as we go uh yeah so cd project red Making Cyberpunk 2077. They said that there's going to have... <clears throat> sorry. They said that they're creating 
1,000 NPCs with handmade routines. Uh, basically, Ooh. they're talking about that, you know, their NPCs aren't going to be following like set scripts the way that you might see in like an Elder Scrolls game. But I don't know. Elder Scrolls has a lot of NPCs too. So I don't know if a thousand is a lot, to be honest with you. Um, the no. other thing, yeah. So I, I have no idea what the reference is for that. Uh, but it does sound good. Sounds like they're putting yeah. a lot of effort into the NPCs to make them have different behaviors and stuff. So that's great. Um, the other thing that they announced with the gameplay reveal is that they're actually making a anime series with Netflix called, oh man, well, it's made by Studio Trigger and I think it might just be called Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> but it's going to be a, an anime series based in that universe, based on that game, which is really cool. Uh, that's oh, not so going to, go ahead. Netflix didn't even give them time to get the game out and they are jumping on a Netflix series with it. I mean, it's such a anticipated game. And remember, a few podcasts ago, we were talking about how uh, CD Projekt Red is like the second biggest company in Europe or whatever. So yeah, big companies, big money. Yeah, didn't it surpass Ubisoft for a bit? Yeah, it was it was past Ubisoft, but I don't know if it still is. I'd be surprised if it was. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it did did pass Ubisoft. Uh, so that anime series is going to be coming out in 2022. Uh, so it's actually a little bit off you're going to be playing the game long before that series comes out. So you'll know based on whether or not you like the game, whether or not you're going to like the anime series. Um, but I imagine I'm a little you like disappointed both. that it, I'm a little disappointed. It's not coming out in 2077 though. So, well, we'll all be dead. Probably. I think you got, I think you have a lot of expectations that humanity will survive <laughs> uh, based on, longer. based on 2020. <laughs> We are heading down a spiral flushing toilet into the bottom of the universe. That's that's yep, what I yep. seem to see. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so we're gonna get an anime series in 2022. We're getting the video game uh, this September, and it looks great. Like visually, it does. Night City, like their neon aesthetic or whatever, it looks amazing. And I hope that all the stuff we see, like all the buildings and the streets and the backgrounds and stuff, I hope it's all just fully explorable. Uh, I think that'll be cool. That would be cool. I don't think we've had a great cyberpunk open world game before. I can't think of one off I don't the top even, of my head. I can't even think of a cyberpunk game, period. Yeah. I mean, I know we've had sci-fi stuff uh, and we've gotten pretty close with like Star Wars and things like that. Um yeah. Like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff was pretty open world in a lot of ways, but nothing as like this is a full complete city. Like this is Grand Theft Auto Cyberpunk Edition, and I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, it's going to have some really awesome stuff. So looking forward to that. Anything you want to talk does. about? Looked... Um, I know a lot of people are upset with Cyberpunk and CD Projekt for constantly delaying the game but honestly um you guys have heard me talk kind of briefly talk about this in past podcasts one of my biggest criticisms of developers these days and they're so adamant about rushing these games and these projects that they almost always release unfinished products or broken products and sometimes they're so broken you can't even actually enjoy the game to the point like you you just put the game on the shelf and forget you have it because you can't deal with all the glitches and stuff so um 
it, 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 I appreciate that CD Projekt is actually, I know a lot of people frustrated, a lot of people are really looking for this game, and it keeps getting delayed, it kind of upsets people, but that should tell you they care so much about their product and their project that they actually want to make sure it's near flawless when it comes out and it meets all their expectations that they were planning for this game from the start. Um, big companies like EA and Activision and Infinity Ward and all that will just release game after game each year and they said, oh, don't worry, next patch will fix it. Oh, don't worry, next patch will fix it. And sometimes the patch makes it worse. So I appreciate that CD Projekt is taking the time. Obviously, they're getting close. They finally revealed gameplay. They, uh, the video was, was titled 25 Minutes of CD Projekt Gameplay, the one I'm watching right now. So, And we're getting closer. It says September. Barring no, no, nothing else comes up and delays it. Because, I mean, it is 2020 and it uh, seems like anything can happen. So, um, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be fun. Do we know if it's multiplayer or is it going to just be single player? I doubt it. I'm assuming it's going to follow the Witcher path, which was mostly single mm -hmm. player. So, uh, One thing I was going to say about the delaying of the game. Uh, one thing that we don't really think about. Like, obviously, the developers have to work from home because of the COVID stuff. And yeah, that might be delays, but you might be thinking like they're working on computers. It doesn't really matter where the computer is because you can do that from anywhere. Right. But there's mm -hmm. certain things about making a video game that you can't do unless you're in a studio or you're on your set, which includes voice acting mm. uh, and motion capture. The motion capture is yeah. huge. Like you just can't do that during the pandemic. So like I feel like I feel like their delays are perfectly justified because you just can't yeah. put all that stuff together. Something like Smite now, kept releasing updates while it was out. And that's because Smite doesn't have any motion capture. It barely has voice acting. And, you know, most of it's broken anyway. Uh so it's easy to keep putting out updates during the pandemic. But this is like this is a big game and there are huge expectations. They can't half ass it. I mean, like you said, you're they're trying to get every NPC to have its own hand created right. movements and stuff. That's crazy. So it's like you said, it's not Smite where the minions have pro every minion you see is gonna do the same exact thing every time it spawns in. Or like even in games like um Elder Scrolls or Oblivion, that every NPC has like a pre recorded motion and then that's all you're gonna see them do the entire time. And you'll see very duplicated characters out there and they're actually taking the time to make each NPC their own person essentially yeah. to a degree yeah and the game doesn't look when a game does that when you can notice those patterns see the problem isn't that games have patterns all games have patterns right no minecraft yeah. has patterns you can log into a game of minecraft and go there's a pattern there's a pattern there's a pattern you see the pattern mm -hmm. even though it's procedurally generated or whatever you know it's there right that's why you have an entire chest dedicated to cobblestone because it's the same stone over and over again <laughs> right we get it Every game has patterns, and especially the more open world it is, the more exploratory it is, the more patterns that have to exist, because otherwise you'd be building it forever. Um, but the goal of making a thousand NPCs is so that you don't notice the repeating patterns as much. And that's so mm -hmm. hard to do. Like even Elder Scrolls, which is basically like the pinnacle of open world gaming. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe not for everybody, but I feel like it's up know. there. Yeah, it's up there. Like Skyrim, Oblivion, these games are legendary for their open world exploration. You can still see the patterns, right? Every dungeon is basically the same. You just kind of have to learn the different routes that they take. Uh, things like that. Like, hmm. If they can make this game and reduce those patterns 
so that you feel like you're in a lived in world and that the people in it are interacting with you for real. Like that immersion is so important and it's so hard to get right. Witcher did it really yeah. well. Uh, Witcher 3 was amazing at that. Like you didn't really notice the patterns unless you played Gwent all the time. Uh, then you notice the patterns because <laughs> everybody played Gwent the same way. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was really uh, and good. I guess that's another... Another thing I'll give CD Projekt, uh, it, it, Naughty Dog is known for its almost ultra-realism in their animations and graphics. And CD Projekt is seeming they want a, their name to be known for uh, individually handcrafted generated P NPCs instead of a procedurally generated or scripted... Like, uh, NPCs are going to do the same thing. Yeah. A uh, puppet, puppy just came in. That <laughs> That's all right. I got kids in the background. <laughs> you got dogs in the background. We're We're living the life here. They they already did a teaser trailer for the new Battlefield. Yeah, and it wasn't there was nothing to it, and they were just talking about how every year Battlefield does it better at making the game look beautiful and the graphics. Yeah, but the gameplay Great. sucks. So. Right. Yeah. Make it as <laughs> shiny like and pretty Bay as you want, but if it's boring, it's boring. So I don't know what to tell it's you. It's like a Michael. Yeah, it's like a Michael Bay movie. Okay, it looks pretty because <laughs> of all the explosions yeah. and stuff, but holy crap, did the story suck? Transformers movies. Yeah. Looking at you, Bumblebee. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And you need that substance. And these these worlds, like, ah, oh, man, I love an immersive RPG. Like, I love diving into an RPG. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really hoping we can just, like, I'm hoping I can just, like, sink my brain into Cyberpunk and just kind of disappear for the hours that I'm playing it and then, like, come out for air when I'm starting to drown. Like, that's... That's exactly what I want out of my RPG. So if it takes them a few extra months to polish it and get it right and and this kid to put a shirt on, I don't I don't know. Uh then, you know, then all the better for them. Uh I think it's worth it. Definitely. Yeah. And the and the gameplay trailer looks awesome. I think it's gonna be fun. No, it was looking great. I just saw him rob a store and backhand <laughs> a woman. Well, yeah, so, and it's yeah. got it's a lot darker than I thought it was. Like they were showing, mm -hmm. I guess, like one of the early missions or whatever, and it's all about drugs and like the criminal underworld and and there's you know mm -hmm. neon neon you know hookers or whatever they are. I don't know what they are necessarily, but that's what it looks like. Uh, it's just kind of crazy all the stuff that they have in that world and how underhanded everything seems to be at the beginning, at least. Um, so interesting, yeah. very interesting. No, it looks like a game I will enjoy. Um... There was some controversy when the game first started coming out or being talked about. I honestly don't care about it. I guess one of them is they brought, I can't remember her name. I think it was Anita Sarkeesian. They brought her on board to do something and that made a lot of gamers upset. I, I know I've heard the whole story behind her and everything that went on with gaming, but I'm not going to let that ruin a game. Uh, I'm going to let the game do its job. If it can't entertain me, then I'm going to hate the game because it can't entertain me. It's If it ends up being a garbage game, it's a garbage game. So Yeah, I'm going to be um, honest. I don't care much about the names of developers or writers on video games. No. They're not celebrities to me. They're workers. Like, get to work, crack the whip, just mm. do your job. Uh, I don't really care about their politics. I don't really care about, like, Gamergate kind of stuff. I just don't care. No, don't no, care. no, that's exhausting. Like, uh, one, uh, one guy I like to watch on YouTube a lot talks about how his video games are meant for him to get away from the real world. And if he gets wrapped up in all this, it just ruins that for him. He, he doesn't want to go to a video game 
he goes to the video games to get away from things like politics. He doesn't want to go to the video games and get wrapped up in politics. So I'm gonna yeah, let but it's his choice quick. to get wrapped up in the politics of it, right? Like, no, I'm like just saying. We, I'm saying I, well, I'm saying like we both are gonna play the same game, and the difference yeah. between me and him is I don't give a crap what the name of the writer on that game is. I just want to play yeah. it. Just let me play it. I just want to play it. But he cares, and he's choosing to care. If he saw that That's name true. and saw what she was involved in or whatever, and he just went, eh, he might enjoy himself. That's all I'm saying. Now, now I'm, the, the only time I will care about... Just bury it. Just bury your head. Just bury way, it. All the way down. Bury it. Okay. That's my bury my head in the sand motion. Okay. This is American Sign Language. I'm pretty sure. No. <laughs> to bury your head. Yeah. And, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I was going to say is the only time I would ever care about a writer or a developer of the game, if they have a pattern of making crappy games and they charge $60 yeah. every time they come out, yeah, eventually I'd be like, yeah, I'm not, oh, this person worked on it? No. Yeah. Well, no, that's not. why I don't give a crap about the rumors <laughs> of a new Fable game. Like, don't get me started <laughs> on the crappy Fable series. How disappointing. The most disappointing series in the history of video <laughs> games, maybe. Like, like it's, like there's never was a game more hyped than those first fable games because of that one dude mm. what's his whatever his name was peter molyneux mm. or whatever uh it just hyped those games into oblivion and then we played them and we're like what is this no. this is nothing like what you promised so i yeah so exactly i agree uh i will pay attention to a name if they continuously make bad games and i'll pay attention to a name if they continuously make good games cd project red for example yeah. has never disappointed me so I will yep. pay attention to them. EA um, continues to disappoint. So EA you is a play massive disappointment. <laughs> massive disappointment. <laughs> EA, if you were my child, you wouldn't even be allowed to have a shirt. This one's choosing not to wear one. You would not be given one, sir. <laughs> no, I'm excited about CD uh, uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Almost a CD Project Red, but it, it, <laughs> well, y'all I'm excited about them too. Yeah, me too. Okay. And I, I'm I'm glad it's coming together, and it looks like the light at the end of the tunnel is coming through for them. And there's so. there's good things about CD Projekt Red. For one thing, I really like that they are a microtransaction-free company. Ooh, yes, they very please. very much believe not in not having microtransactions, so you know you're not going to get screwed over in that. Uh, they have always been very upfront about their DRM, their digital rights management. They're the ones that run GOG.com, which doesn't have DRM at all. Uh, so they're very upfront about that compared to something like steam, which is a hundred percent DRM. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're very upfront about that. And you know, their DLC is usually pretty amazing. Like the Witcher three add-ons were awesome. Very good. I heard no, they always added to the game and you're never disappointed whenever you downloaded yeah. it. So yeah, they definitely had giant chunks of gameplay and they don't charge you like a hand and a foot. So. Uh, yeah, so there's there's very good reasons to be excited about this game, even beyond just the gameplay itself. The uh, you mentioned what what country is CD Projekt from again? Uh, I'm, Poland. I'm Poland. Yeah, I think Poland's one of the countries that actually don't allow microtransaction because they consider oh. it a form of gambling. There's that some European countries. I don't know Denmark was because they got a huge fight with EA over their soccer, the FIFA series, yeah. because they were upset. Because it was gambling. Well, I think they're more about the randomized microtransactions where you buy a crate and you don't know what's going to pop up. Right. And, right. The loot yeah. boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, there's, but, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of company or a lot of countries that passed laws that said 
either if you were going to do loot boxes, you had to be public with like the odds of getting things, it. right? With what was yeah. in it and what was your odd of getting like the top prizes and stuff like that. And uh, I know I know high res hated that because their loot boxes were huge in Smite and they had to reveal that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Well, screw them. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep. And yeah, you're right. I think I think um, Poland might be one of those places. So that's great. I'm glad those people care more about microtransactions than we do. Um, we're, okay. we're greedy capitalist pigs. So. We are. We are. We are <laughs> pigs. Crucible is the next one. Oh, Crucible. Man, let's talk about Crucible. I know. I'm so I'm sad about the game. Yeah, I'm so yeah. disappointed. Like, that game was fun. I, uh, I mean, I guess I can understand... I don't know. Like, all games are the repetitive concept. of that nature. Like, all of those games yeah. are repetitive. And I understand that there was only, like, one map. But that's because it was, like, an early access game. I don't understand the overreaction. Mm. Uh, you know? Maybe they need more maps. Maybe they need more something. Like, they need I mean, the they, map to change more. I don't know. I don't know what they the were once was. a week. Once a week, they had updates for it. And the things did change sometimes that you could notice. And sometimes they didn't. Um... I, I was understanding what Amazon was attempting with Crucible. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the patience was there. We, yeah. We're in a different generation of gamers now that they have a very clear expectation of their video games. If it doesn't meet it, they'll, they'll crucify the Crucible. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and I didn't even say the news. In case you didn't know what the news yeah. was, is that Crucible has announced that they're going back to closed beta, which... Originally, they were open beta. If you played Crucible, you were playing on the open beta, which was available to everybody, and you could just download it and play it because it's a free-to-play game in the first place. Um, and now they're going closed beta. It's not going to change. If you already have the game, you'll still have access to it. Uh, but mm -hmm. future gamers, anybody that wants to play it new, is are going to need an invite. So they're not adding a lot of new players, and they're not paying attention to the data regarding the player base. So if you stop playing it, they won't care. Um, I guess the idea here is to go back to the drawing board and figure out why it flopped so hard. Like that game went from like the most played game on day one to like the least played game on day two. <laughs> like nobody was touching it. Um, so they're trying to figure that out and they want to add more stuff. And I can kind of, I'm, I'm actually really surprised because it seemed like a pretty solid core I was to the say. game, you know? Like, the gunplay is fun. The characters are fun. They even have little bits of lore and, like, this kind of relationship between the characters that was fun. Um, and the characters had variety. I really like that. I really like that you had, like, the teleporting squirrel, and then you had the giant dude with an axe, and then you had the, the sniper who could zip line. Like, there's a lot of variety in there. I guess just the, the map and the, the gameplay was too boring. I I mean I I kind of felt that after a few games that some of it was pretty repetitive, yeah. especially shooting the animals. Like the animals needed to change. There needed to be different animals every game or something. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. That part felt kind of boring because it was really easy to shoot the animals, and that's boring after a while. When you're doing maybe that five that's games, what it around. was. Yeah, maybe part of it anyway. You, there wasn't a lot of challenge for taking on the animals in the game, yeah. so. Um. It, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I actually had fun. Earl was my favorite character because his name was Earl, just Earl. He's just like a simply co simple country. I called him a lizard, redneck lizard. 
Uh, I think the characters have potential to be something solid. Everybody will find their one to like for whatever reason, whether it's their abilities or except that axe guy. Screw that axe guy. I yeah, that no. guy was the worst. <laughs> he was super overpowered. Do you think there was just too many games out? Do you think that's it part of it been. that it's just too crowded? Like Overwatch is huge, right? Yeah. In the world of, I mean, Crucible is not exactly Overwatch, but it's a team-based shooter with classes and different characters, objectives, right? Um, but there are a lot of games in this market right now. Like Valorant is very similar. And do you think it was just there's too many games and there's not enough tension for Crucible? Well, I mean, it's about the same time uh, Valorant came out. Valorant is going for that yeah, same Valorant kind of feel. Gone. Yeah. Uh, but Valorant, well, Valorant had the League of Legends developers behind Riot Games, so that that gave them that notoriety. And it, I think they did a better job publicizing the release of their game, whereas Crucible. Yeah. Which Amazon, it doesn't make sense. I know Amazon did do some things like on Twitch and stuff because they own Twitch, but they I don't feel like they really publicized it that much. If we want to look up Crucible, we had to dig for it. But Valorant, almost everywhere I went, it was in my face. So yeah. I think that was part of it. Um, yeah, you think they would have maybe, leveraged Twitch more. I feel like they did a little yeah. bit of Twitch leveraging, but Amazon literally owns Twitch and Amazon owns Crucible. Like, the moment you log into Twitch should have been a Crucible ad. When you loaded up your favorite yeah. streamer, should have started with a Crucible ad. When you played your own game and then hit stream, should have popped up a Crucible ad. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's the it's your it's your platform. That's, like, use it. That's Like, for example, with Valorant, they got some of the big ga uh, streamers to... Uh, they did drops. In order to get into Valorant, right. you had to watch a famous streamer. But Cru Crucible, did, what, did any big streamers get, like, a deal from Amazon to stream their game? Or did... I don't, I don't think remember. So. Like, Crucible did do the same thing where you could watch a streamer and get drops. That's how I got to play it before all of you guys. I watched a streamer. But it mm. wasn't a big streamer. <laughs> they were very small streamers. It was yeah. like, like, instead of one or two big streamers whom they would have had to pay... I think they tried to leverage like a hundred little streamers, and and I don't think that paid off for them as much as they thought it would. But that it, they would have if they did a better job of marketing it before it got to that point. Because yeah. actually, that would have been great for little streamers. Because any little streamer that got the game and streamed it could potentially grow the community. But if it wasn't marketed well before the release of the game for the uh, like open beta, nobody cared. And yeah. I, the only reason why you cared is because you we we've been doing the podcast, so we we're trying to keep up on stuff like that, so we were aware about it. Um, I mean, you even when we talked about Crucible and New World, we mentioned that we had no idea Amazon was even in the gaming business, and apparently they have been for a while. Granted, it was mostly mobile games, but they it's just so it's kind of maybe people just. I don't. I really don't know. Maybe they didn't fully understand Crucible. I enjoyed it when I played. Um, I would definitely play it again. But from what I understand, is the player base is near non-existent right now. So if I got on, I heard you we could late wait hours for a match because yeah. there's nobody. And so honestly, that, even even at its peak, I felt like the matchmaking took a while. Anyway, so having less players yeah. definitely doesn't help. Um. So. One of the things that this article that I'm looking at right now mentions is that this doesn't mean it's the end of the game, right? Um, no. There's the one big example that they mentioned and that I can definitely think of off the top of my head is Final Fantasy XIV, which was an online MMORPG. And when it first released, it was awful and people hated it. And they literally shut it down 
went back to the drawing board, redesigned it. And the game they brought out was actually really fun. I even played it for a little while. And you know me, I don't have the attention spans for MMORPGs. But I, I maxed <clears> out a character in that game because the release that came out afterwards was pretty fun. Uh, and I also think of like No Man's Sky. When that first launched, it was... No Man's Sky is more like awful. Fable, where there was somebody yeah. spouting a lot of bull crap about how awesome it was going to be. And then they released it and it was poop. Uh, and then after <laughs> release, they started releasing more and more updates and extra content that really made it really good. Uh, and so it's developed a life of its own. And now it's thriving, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Final Fantasy fourteen, despite its bad launch, is still thriving. It's still a successful MMO, still being played. Um, so it's not the end of the world for Crucible, if there's Crucible fans out there listening. Uh, it's going to come back. I think I think maybe Amazon was a little too inexperienced. Maybe they got a little over their head maybe. with developing this. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the game reviewers talked about a lack of focus and that the game feels like it's kind of a Frankenstein of esports. <laughs> like it's got all these different elements from all these different shooters put into one thing. So maybe they just need to trim some of that down and focus on the objective-based gameplay and make it tight and make it fun. You know, I would say that the map was too big, at least for that. Um, the four v four, the harvest of the hives, or whatever that, yeah, the four v four hive harvests. Yeah, I hive think the harvest, map was too big for that because you could literally spend twenty minutes before you even saw the enemy. <laughs> you know, but on the flip side, the bigger one, the eight v eight harvest command, was incredibly chaotic because you're just getting spammed with abilities left and right from yeah. all over the place, and um. It, it maybe I mean I'm not a skilled player, so maybe it's just because I'm not good at it. But it felt like it's definitely because you're not. It good was at it. Yeah, yeah, but it felt more like if you had the best timing, like you watched a group fight and then you came in and cleaned up after everybody else duked it out for a while. That's what made you come out and top in fights. Yeah, uh, but I mean, even a fight like that, because you your big thing is team fights. If we don't win the team fight, then it's useless, and that's. It's whoever can capitalize on the moment better comes out on top, and it's all about timing and movement. So, with Smite, there is least coordination and like you you work. Right. If you had a good team, it worked together. In Crucible, um, actually, just made me think of another point, but I'll get to it when I finish this thought because I'll lose it. Crucible, the team fights were just, oh, look, there's a group of people fighting, and everybody right. just ran right in the middle. Yeah. It was like um, everybody for themselves, even though you were on a team. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. but what I think another thing that hurt Crucible, I don't understand this complaint, because, I mean, I don't like team chat anyway. A lot of people complained that there was no voice chat in the game. Mm. Instead, they promoted their Discord server instead of actually having an in-game chat which i guess if you're into competitive gaming and that's what you want to do to be able to coordinate with your team better it's really hard to do that especially if you meet up with random people like with us we tend to only game with each other so we're always in a discord server anyway and we hardly ever use the team chat and like with smite they got the the vvg whatever yes yeah yeah, yeah, the VGS like commands that tell people where to yeah. go and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Crucible's Discord was really robust. Like, I don't know if everybody went on that Discord, but it was it was really nice. Like, you could go on that Discord and you could like sign up for notifications in your own server about when they're updating, mm. and and they had game voice channels for each game and like all kinds of stuff in that Discord. It's a really nice Discord server. And I think that they were trying to make that a part of the game. They wanted to bring people into that 
Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think that works. I think Discord's Discord is called Discord. Like it's Discord. There's a little bit of chaos mm-hmm. there, right? Just based on the name of it. Uh, and I think that's the way people like it. They, it was too organized. It was too neat. And I, I don't like that. Rub, I think that rubbed people the wrong way. It could also have been too much too soon. They, the yeah. game didn't build big enough for anybody to really care about the Discord. So I'm trying to think of any actually major complaints I have with the game. I mean, and maybe I'm just being overly generous, um, but I didn't really think I, there, I didn't. It definitely you had to rely on teamwork. If you have a bunch of random players, it makes the game. It's almost every game these days, but if you don't have a team that you work well with, it's almost pointless. Um, that was yeah, my main problem with Crucible. Was the first yeah. few times I played it, I was by myself, and it was just. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough going into a new game where people don't know what they're doing, and then they're they're not paying attention to things like objectives, which people don't pay attention to during objective based gameplay anyway. Uh, it's just it's frustrating. So. Unless you're on a, a a team that 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 that's all you do is play that game, right? Yeah. So. so. Maybe that's another issue too, but I mean, again, Valorant was the same thing. Valorant is strictly objective based. You can't, I mean, you can win on kills alone, but it's highly. Yeah. I feel like Valorant's a little more kill based though. Like it's definitely. Yeah. They're they're definitely trying to focus more on the skill shooting than they are on the planting the bombs and stuff like that. That's true. Um, I feel like, I feel like in Crucible, if you don't go for the objectives, like, cause they had multiple objectives, right? They had the, the harvester things that give you H or XP. They had the the obviously the hives that were what you scored to win, and then they had the animals which could spawn and give you the orbs that you needed to level up and stuff like that. So the, it was a very objective based game, objective based <laughs> game. And if you weren't going for that stuff, you were screwed. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. it was too objective based because I mean, Overwatch is insanely objective based, but there was so much hype for that game long before it came out, and people end up getting into building lore for it. Um, and honestly, I don't know what made Overwatch work because I mean, I guess Valor, or as far as objective versus kills, because in Overwatch, you cannot win on kills, there's no way to win on kills. Uh, Crucible. Right. Uh, kills help you but they don't help you a lot so maybe that maybe it is that's why it didn't do as well because it doesn't overwatch just found the right formula to make it work but crucible didn't so people like i my kills don't matter so it wasn't as fun to them maybe that's it yeah maybe i mean look at our friend marvel he all he cares is about kill count or his kad every game we play yeah exactly so and a lot of people do anyway i don't know uh, it's up to them really it's up to them to figure that out figure out what was wrong and then come back and solve mm-hmm. it and release a better game and hopefully they do i, I hope they do yeah yeah because i liked it i liked I there were aspects it. of it i hope to see again um psh, all right so let's move on let's talk about dr Doctor disrespect. disrespect um yeah. so again yeah, I mean, there's just so much to talk about here because it's not just Doctor Disrespect. Like this ban, no. this ban was so inconveniently timed because it came on the heels of Twitches and streamers Me Too movement, basically. Yeah. Um, a bunch of stream, a bunch of women and and men actually came out yes. and talked about the sexual harassment that they've suffered going to conventions and talking to streamers and dealing with the gaming community in general. 
And so there was a lot of a lot of streamers that lost their jobs, that got kicked out. Me personally, I, I talk about Smite a lot. Smite was is a big game to me. Uh, the top streamer for Smite was permanently banned from the game. And I don't think he's tweeted since that day, and that was like a week ago. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is with that dude. Uh, but the you know there were much bigger streamers than him that lost their jobs, lost their livelihood, uh, and then at the tail end of all of this, as this was starting to fade, Doctor Disrespect gets banned just out of nowhere, no explanation mm -hmm. from Twitch, no explanation from anybody. Even Doctor Disrespect tweeted that he doesn't know why it happened, and he's gone. And he was one of not only is he one of the biggest Twitch streamers, he's also like an OG streamer. Like he's he's from the mm -hmm. era of Twitch where they dressed up. <laughs> they did things like that like people now stream mm. like you and me we just put on a t-shirt come home from work and start streaming but back then you had to like you know if you want you know you had to dress up like a pirate or you had to dress up in a fancy wig and sunglasses like dr disrespect and call yourself dr disrespect and pretend you're badass even though you're not and then you <laughs> had to get all these people to follow you and then you had to keep it up for years and years and years and years and years mm -hmm. and here he is getting banned out of the blue Gone. what do you think why do you think he got yeah. banned uh, I keep going back to, I mean, I originally everybody kept saying it's about the new DCMA issues that Twitch is having, but that makes no sense at all because no. yeah, it, it happened, like you said, right at the heels of the Twitch Me Too movement kind of situation. So with that in mind and knowing that Dr. Disrespect took a break from streaming for a while because he was unfaithful to his wife, I can only assume it has something to do with that. Yeah, That's, that's my guess. I mean, I, I don't yeah i agree uh i was just gonna say yeah i don't think it's the dcma thing because that's been obvious to everybody like if somebody got yeah. banned or struck out because of the dcma like there were notifications there were emails uh and this twitch seems said to be nothing about this right yeah this seems to be nothing out when twitch left a comment about dr disrespect it made no mention of why he was banned if it was dcmas they wouldn't have had a problem saying it was dcmas right because that's just a legal consequence right that's not a big deal uh, so they're obviously trying to cover up or they're trying to, they're trying not to reveal why he was banned for whatever reason. So maybe, maybe it's like you said, it's some sort of sexual harassment thing and out of respect for Dr. Disrespect and maybe for legal reasons, they don't want to talk about it. Uh, maybe that's going to be something that they have to handle in private. Um, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, there's also a really big rumor going around that dr disrespect joined ninja and shroud after they left mixer because Mixer's shutting down and they had nowhere to go and they didn't really want to go back to twitch that they're now forming a new streaming platform since they made millions off that mixer deal that basically cost them nothing yeah. uh they decided to turn that around and invest in like a new platform or something and twitch learned about it and banned him because they don't want the competition um that has not come to fruition Originally, people thought it was the new platform called Brime, but that turns out to just be like a 14-year-old kid trying to, trying to make a streaming platform work, and he doesn't even have anything set up for it, so it's not really much of a platform at all. Uh, there's other rumors that, that um, it is a sexual harassment thing, and it was involving another Twitch streamer, and she was so big on the Twitch totem pole that she basically got him banned uh, without revealing anything. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the rumors that I remember hearing or reading. The DCMA thing was floating around for a while, but there's definitely several people who said it wasn't DCMA. But there's no reason for it. And here we are, like a no. week later, 
We still don't know anything. So it, I it's got to be whatever it is. It's either so, the reason why they're not saying anything is to protect um, Twitch or Dr. Disrespect or both of them. Um, I don't think it's really to protect Dr. Disrespect because from what I understand, there hasn't been a whole lot of love between Twitch and him in the first place. He's always been kind of outspoken against Twitch. Yeah, and I feel like if it was if it's Twitch doing this outright, they don't really care about his feelings, right? No. So there's definitely got to be no. something hurting them. And that's the other thing, like whatever the beef those two have, Dr. Disrespect brings them probably millions of dollars. Yeah. So whatever reason they had to ban him had to have been something that be would big. have cost them millions more than that, right? Does that mm. make sense? So there's got to yeah, be something hitting Twitch's pocketbook. Oh, and then the other thing I was—I I just thought of it too—is apparently he was getting really big. I don't know if this would be it, but this is another rumor people used: is he was big on COVID, um, COVID conspiracy theories. Yeah, he and, did preach a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theories. But um, I, I, it seems like an easy cop out. But some people argue it was like, well, that's just his character. He's supposed to be this evil overlord kind of guy. And I was like, no. Yeah. From what I heard, he was pretty adamant about what he thought about COVID and what was going on with it. So, um, and obviously right now, COVID is not really a thing anybody wants to joke about and talking ill of it and kind of dismissing what's happening to people. It's destroying people's lives either through health or through other means. So not a whole lot of people take that too kindly. And I don't think that would be a reason why, personally, I don't think that's why Twitch would ban him outright without explanation. Maybe it was part of it, but I think there's like JD said, there's something bigger that he did or knows or whatever that Twitch just doesn't. Because, I mean, they've been silent about this for a while. Most of the time, they come out pretty quick with their big streamers. They always say, well, it's an accident or we gave them a three-day ban, so they'll be back in three days because what they did was wrong, but we want to teach them a lesson, blah, blah, blah. But they just said, yeah, we banned them, and that was pretty much all they said. From what I understand, all the subscribers yeah, money back. That's right. There was they refunded all the subs, which tells me that it's pretty permanent. Like they're not gonna yeah. do that if they think he might be coming back in two weeks, you know. Um, but I was just gonna say, yeah, I don't think it's the conspiracy theory thing. I do know that he's been spouting those, and I've I've seen that he's said that stuff, and I think that's stupid, and I think he's a stupid yeah. person. But I never really followed his Twitch anyway, so I don't really yeah. care. But and, I just don't see how that hurts Twitch in a way that would cause them to ban him. Unless the conspiracy theories involve some sort of hate or, you know, like, you know, black people caused COVID-19 or something yeah. like, that. like something ridiculous and hateful like that, that I could see them banning him for. But I don't think it was anything like that. Um, so I'm sure whatever his reason for being banned is deserved or justified. It's just it's really weird that they they usually say something by now and they haven't right. said anything. Yeah. So. Which tells me that this is pretty serious to Twitch. Like, they yeah. they don't want to have anything to do with him or whatever he's up to. Uh, and I think, you know, either it's something super, super serious or in like a week, Dr. Disrespect is going to pop out of a cake and be like, ha ha, got you guys. <laughs> I'm back. And then, like, everybody will just go back to normal. I don't know. Something like that. We'll see. I just don't care. Or maybe he really is working on with something with Shroud and Ninja. Yeah. So, I mean, Ninja has been, I don't know about Shroud. Ninja's made no effort to come back to Twitch as far as I've seen. And he's definitely not going to Facebook gaming. So, yeah. 
Yeah, if I were them, I'd I mean, just stop working. Thirty, <laughs> 30 mil. Yeah, up, I'll take that money and up run. to thirty mil. Yeah. yeah, and that's not including everything he made off his streams and all the product placement deals and all that. Yeah, that dude had. has way more money. Like whatever money he made off that mixer deal, he's got so much money. I I remember when he first got famous, they were saying he was making like two million a year. Like, yeah, I would not stream ever again. I would and be he, like, he's goodbye, what, world. Age? Yeah, You're younger than us. We're old. Yeah. So anyway, all Unfortunately. right. So that's yeah, that's Doctor Disrespect. Uh, the conspiracy theories are still running wild. We don't really have any solutions or any answers for you. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe next episode we'll talk more about what's going on in that crazy world. Um, and that's it. Those are our topics for the day. Do you have anything you want to say for the outro? Nope. Happy America's birthday. Tomorrow's the official birthday of America. So. Why is tomorrow the official birthday? That's when they actually signed the Declaration of Independence was on the 2nd. They didn't announce it to the public till the 4th. That's why the 4th is the holiday. Everybody hates you. They all, everybody does. They all tell me. They're like, ugh, that guy. I also said that because it's, it's also my mom's Today's Canada Day. Let's celebrate Canada. Woo, Canada. They they got two hours left to Canada Day. Canada. My home and native land. I'm surprised you know that much of it. That's all I got. Because of Chiron <laughs> and Smite, he sings it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Yeah, I mean, other than the, the only the serious note, though, be safe, be smart this 4th. That's true. 4th of July, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. Maybe use it as a chance to blow off steam, but smart in a smart way, in a safe way. Yeah, be healthy. Do some fireworks or something. Like, don't be crazy. Yeah. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna get together, you're gonna do some big gatherings. Maybe do it outside, where you're a lot less likely to spread COVID to everybody around you. That would be nice. Thank you very much. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but the Fourth of July is the time for grilling outside, anyway, right? You got to do yeah. fireworks outside. Please don't do fireworks inside your home. <laughs> that does not work out well for anybody. No. I mean, most people should be out at a lake or something this yeah. weekend. So, yeah. All right. That's it for us. Remember to use hashtag NTWP. That is not the worst podcast abbreviated into NTWP. Uh, you can also Ooh. contact us on Twitter. I always leave our Twitters in the, our Twitter handles in the description. Uh, use that send us if you want to send us like gaming links military news links uh you want to just send us some artwork or a song you wrote like we're using a free song that we got off the internet so if you want to make a song theme song for our show do it send it to us we'll use it um but that's the way to contact us and to talk more about the show uh and other than that i would say have fun enjoy fourth of july weekend mm-hmm. that's you? uh about that's a good summon. Oh, if you guys got ideas of what you think happened to Dr. Disrespect, use hashtag NTWP. Maybe they give us something else to talk about next week. Maybe just in sure. like the outro or intro, just to mention some of our favorite theories of why he's gone. So, yeah, get creative if you want to. Yeah. Like I saw somebody post on Twitter a picture of him. Why did Dr. Disrespect get banned? Wrong answers only. So, do you want to do something like that? Knock yourself out. Sure. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 17. Keep this ball rolling. Uh, I'm JD. That's Anthony. And we are signing out.
Goodbye. And that's Maverick. Bye. <laughs>